Iowa everywhere. Hello, everybody. This is Sage Rosenfels with the Iowa Everywhere Network and the Sage Rosenfels Experience Podcast. Today, I have on a great guest, Zach Johnson, longtime PGA Tour member, Masters champion. He's on the show. We had a great time. Uh, we talked about growing up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, playing multiple sports, his favorite golf courses in the world, uh, all sorts of things, just being a competitor both of us growing up in, in the same part of the country, Eastern Iowa. So really wonderful podcast. It is sponsored by uh, Hinterland Music Festival, August 4th through August 6th in St. Charles, Iowa. Boney Vare, Maggie Rogers, and Zach Bryan should be a great festival. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Have a great listen. From the Channel Seed Studios, Channel Seed Studios. This, this is the Sage Rosenfels Experience, exclusively on Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, Seedsmanship at Work. Mr. Zach Johnson, Sage Rosenfels here. Good to see you. You're in North Carolina. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. Really excited to have you on the show today to talk about all things golf, all things Iowa. May talk about the Hawkeyes some, unfortunately. May talk about the Cyclones, for all I know. Um, how are you doing? Sage, I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you reaching out. Um, it's good to hear your voice again. It's been a while. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I may be in North Carolina. I, I do live in Georgia, but as we all well know, I am from Iowa and I love that. Very much. Now. Do you remember the last time that you saw me? We ran into no, I don't. I'm gonna call <laughs> up, but it'd be false. Uh, so we're one of those situations where I, I remember played it. In my event one year. I played in your event, but actually the last time it was you know Father's Day weekend is always the U.S. Open, and so a lot of yeah. times I take my kids uh, somewhere you know fun for, and it was the U.S. Open Pebble Beach. Uh, we're sitting in the 18 bleachers, and you're finishing up. Okay. And afterwards, I walked sort of around back of those bleachers and yeah. you were signing some autographs yes. or doing yes. some things. And yes. I said you hello. Had, yes, you had your kids. Yes, yeah. had the kids, had the kids. And so, yeah, that was the last time. Pebble Beach, not bad. I have gotten to play Pebble Beach a couple oh. times. Pebble Beach is um, amazing. Most recently, uh, if you call morning of, if you're in the area of Pebble Beach, they may have some like late in the day tea times. And I had a 315 tea time, which means they don't guarantee you're going to get done by dark. And we were not. We were on 17. It was dark oh. and, you know, just hit balls uh, uh, straight into the ocean, basically. But, you yeah. know, we'll see where it is when we're, when we're up there yeah. uh, in the dark. But 18, we're, we're waiting for people. We're still then they have lights on the 18 green and the 18 yeah. fairway. So if you get yeah. it out there, you can might be able to sort of play in. Yeah. Yeah. And this group behind us comes up with these glow in the dark balls. Uh, red, blue, green, and they're like, "Hey, we you can you can have some too." So we just like seven of us played together, finishing up eighteen. Um, a little different ball. Didn't carry, you know. My drives maybe went two twenty, but still, you right. have to hit play up eighteen, you know. So right, oh yeah. Uh, my, my last time uh, seeing you and playing Pebble Beach were, of course, very very different situations. Um, you are coming off uh, a weekend, didn't play great. Um, where are you in sort of your, 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 I don't know, I don't know, big picture, your career, where you are yeah. this year, how you're feeling about, you know, we, I, 
when you, you asked me how I, how mom, I was doing at 32, 33, 34, when I was playing football, right. like I knew I was at the spot where I wasn't as athletic. Yeah. I wasn't this, I wasn't, you know, when I yeah. was 26 years old yeah. and you have like life thoughts, right? Yeah. Where, where are you in your career and, and how you feel about your golf game? Well, that's, that's a question that seems to be surfacing a lot more often. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm 47. Uh, and you know, I mean, in golf years, in general, that's not that old, but in a, as a profession, it's, it's, it's not young. <laughs> I'll just say that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, on the surface, if I, if I, if I'm being fully candid with this, I, I mentally, I am right where I was 20 years ago. I mean, as far as my desires, my motivations, my willingness to work and, and I would say, you know, those are all the positives, right? I would also say that every, everything else is still right there. My frustrations, um, you know, and all the uh, just complete – I mean, I hate missing cuts. So right now my mind is so fresh. I'm, I'm so about right now. I still feel like I can compete. I still feel like there's a lot of really good golf in front of me. Um, and I have a lot of reasons for that. I mean, I work hard. I've still – I still see it when I'm when – I'm, you know, whether I'm just practicing or playing, sometimes I see it in competition. Sometimes I see it, um, you know, just at home and just doing stuff around, around the course. So, you know, my, my team is still, um, extremely encouraging and challenging. So I, I know that I can still compete, uh, with these young guys week in, week out. I'm just not playing, quite everything's not meshing together um i've kind of reconstructed some things internally with my golf bag i've reconstructed some things as far as my practice i've um and that takes time i mean it's one thing to introduce it's one thing to um you know make a change or or a nuance but it's another to actually see it come to surface so um last week i'm fresh on this cut i missed it by one shot and I putted awful. Um, I, there's 120 guys in the field, and I think I finished, um, oh gosh, 114th in putting. So I hit it fine, um, but I putted terrible. So you know that's that's kind of be my emphasis the next two weeks. I got two weeks off. I declined to try to qualify for the U.S. Open, which is a good decision, a healthy decision, the right decision, but one that's gonna take some time to come to terms with once that U S open comes on TV. Um, just cause I want to play in a major championship and that's, that's why you work. But, um, two weeks off. It's good. It's good for me at home. It's good for me for my future. I'm going to play three weeks in a row, uh, starting with Hartford and then ending well, Hartford, Detroit, and then John Deere, which is, you know, you know, just East of you. So, um, I'm encouraged. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I, 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 I actually played yesterday with some buddies. I mean, it doesn't really, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same. But, you know, th there's there's something to be said about hitting the middle of the face. Um, there's something to be said about making putts. Uh, I didn't putt great, but I made a few. And um, it, it's just work, you know. I mean, I, I don't know anything. When, when things are not great, I don't know anything other than put in the work. And, I mean, you got to diagnose it. you got to kind of slice it in half here and there. But it, it really just comes back to going to the basics 
Um, I'm really going off on a tangent with your question here, but no, no, no. Listen, you, uh, you, you had yeah. a lot. Listen, I, I know where you are. That question is not an easy one to answer because mm. there's so much that goes into the, the thought process of you're, you're, you know, we're, we're in midlife in a sense. What's interesting about golf is that players ha- are, are playing on the, on the tour well into their fifties, sometimes sixties, you'll, you'll see, um, you know, occasional like 60 year old, you know, in the, in the top 10 and like a master sometimes yeah. and it's like, yeah. right. Like, so you're, you know, yeah. you, you can have many, many years left. That's right. Um, we all know that unlike football, that's just straight and end. Yeah. But, but well, again, yeah. Tom Brady's, you know, played till he was 45. Right. So yeah, he's there is out. a lengthening process physically with health and nutrition and uh, being mentally in the right place for a yeah. long time and not getting worn down and just sort of being consistent. But there are, physical changes that happen to to all of us when you hit your 40s i very much felt that in the last four or five years um you know things break down a little bit your hips bother you a little bit you might walk a little funny one day right like hi i I gotta do this groin stretch for like 40 minutes and it's just why what's the problem 20 years ago that thing snaps back into place in in 24 hours no question that to me is is the challenge so it feels like your your mind space is right where you want to be. Your practice habits are where you want to be. You feel mm-hmm. like you have a pretty balanced home life where you're not going to lose your mind because you're missing the U.S. Open and, and you're just going like I'm right. going to be right. home with my family and spend some weeks sort of readjusting. That seems to be a really good mental space, yeah. but there are undoubtedly physical things that occur yeah. that make it more harder and harder to keep this thing on the on the yeah. on the uh, the train tracks. And uh, that that's just a fact. It, yeah. it happens oh, to everyone. Yes. Jordan did not lose his motivation at the end. He no. did not lose his work ethic. No. His knees went. His ankles went. His, right. You know, right. Gained a few pounds. Right. One little right. thing goes off. You can't jump as high. And, and the, the razor sharp thinness of being with the best yep. and being with a whole other group of people isn't that far in on that tour. There's that's so right. many good golfers all around the world. You've done yeah. it for a long, long time. It's it's really a credit to your consistency, to your work ethic, which is which is very much, I feel like, the uh, strength of a lot of Iowa athletes that I've met over the years. Whether yeah. they grew up in Iowa or sometimes even just played at Iowa or Iowa State, mm-hmm. you know, Chad Greenways from the Dakotas goes to Iowa. He had that sort of consistent, grounded, do-the-work mm-hmm. mentality and end up having a long career. And I feel like most Iowa people that I was with when I played mm-hmm. – had this similar thing about us mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. we, i don't know i don't know but i think obviously you have it you can have it for a very long career and i think it's going to help you have a long career let's talk about it real, real quick you don't you're not you're not a long ball hitter nope right you, you you when you won the masters you were i believe you like birdied every par five by never going for it is that right something like that or, right. or not, you didn't bird everyone yeah. but you yeah. you played everyone as a true par five yep. laid up 89 yards out Yep. And you're you're hitting sticks and then making ten foot putts. Yeah. It seemed like to me. Um, yes, some truth in that. Yes. Yeah. So talking about one not being a long hitter your whole career, sure. but now again as your body gets older, uh, and but also technology gets a little bit better every single yeah. year to sort of make yeah. up for you for your age. Talking about just being on the tour and not being one of those guys who bombs away. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It, Number one, I haven't I haven't gotten a whole lot longer, but I haven't gotten any shorter yet. Thank God. I mean, you know, that, that's kind of the thing where you're like, 
you know, how many head covers am I pulling off here going into some of these holes? Right. And, and I'm, I'm not there yet. Um, I've still got some speed. If anything, it's kind of gone up over the last year or two. Uh, but that's just stuff. I mean, going back to what you said, it's, you know, if there's one thing I, I probably do take for granted is, is, is how I prevented injury and how I've made longevity a, uh, a priority. Now I do, I mean, I, it's not, it's not like it's, I just do. I'm in the gym every day. I'm doing something every day. I've got individuals that, you know, are prodding and pushing and, you know, cupping and needling and all that good stuff on me constantly because at 47, I, I can't, I can't do without it. Um, I don't practice as much as I once did. I still have the, like you said, the, the, the mentality and the desire to do it, but I just can't, I can't, I can't go out five straight days from eight to five, you know, or whatever it may be and just hit balls all day, chip all day. And put, I, I can't do it. So, um, you know, I'm using therapies. I'm using all of that just, just to maintain and, or somehow find some sort of edge or maybe incrementally get a little bit better. I mean, and I love that. I mean, that's, that's why I have a team. Um, I just had an MRI on my hip, just like you mentioned. <laughs> and it's not the first one on that hip, but the, 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 the consensus is the radiology is, is I'm 47 and I play golf. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, it's not, that's, that's, you know, that's what my orthopedic said to me too. Yeah. He's like, you're 45 and you used to play football. You got some things in there. It's like, Oh, great. It's like automatic. Even yep. like, I don't remember it hit. There wasn't some, you know, a uh, player, I remember I couldn't get up because no, but my head is just, just, you know, 20 years of doing that sport. That's exactly right. And, and yeah. you know, we're talking, you're getting hit by 225 to 350 pound people. I, I'm, I'm still just hitting a little stationary. Sure. Ball. But repetition of anything, anything. repetition of anything, That's uh, right. somebody that works in That's a right. factory that is doing the same hand right. movements all day long gets carpal tunnel. That's and right. you're, and, and, your your repetitive movement of doing the same thing over and over millions and millions and millions of times because and this is my next question because you are addicted there is not a golfer in the world that's any good that's not addicted because there's something sweet and and baseball it's a little addicting too in basketball i feel like it's the shot oh yeah but in golf when you when you're young and I don't know when you started but Mm -hmm. it's when you're young and you you get a bucket of balls and you hit just one really good and you're like wow that thing just jumped off the club and felt so good and did exactly what i wanted to do and then you try to repeat that right right. for 35 years now or i don't know when when did you start playing golf and when did you knew you were sort of addicted to it that that just that sensation of of hitting a pure shot sure uh i will preface by saying my addiction is competition um i i am fully enamored by the game of golf but it it doesn't matter what it is, if that makes sense. I mean, it could be a ball with a paddle or a racket or a hoop. It, it just doesn't matter. I, I, I it's in my fiber. I, I just, I, mm. I gotta have it. So that, that's my addiction. Um, golf for me was one, I, I, I was, I mean, I was a young teenager when it really grabbed me, but I, I mean, I started playing, you know, I mean, probably nine or 10, you know, I was playing a bunch of soccer, then basketball, then all that good stuff. I mean, growing up in Iowa, all your sports are seasonal anyway. Right. Yeah. And, uh, another thing I probably take for granted because I think that's extremely healthy. Oh, um, we'll, we'll get to that next question. Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the attraction and the kind of, you know, going off what you're saying, you know, those, 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 those 
really solid shots or consistently solid shots for a day or two, I, you know, it grabbed me at, you know, 12, 13, 14 is when it really started to, uh, get, I got the itch, you know, I mean, I, I'd play pretty much, I mean, I guess you can sometimes play, you know, early April, but it's usually what May, June, July, August through September, ideally October, but you're talking five, six months a year. And I play a lot, you know, in, in between basketball camp or soccer or whatever it may be. I just, I played a ton of golf and those, there was moments there, you know, where you, you have, you have your values, you still work at it, you work at it and you go out there, you make a few 10 footers or, you, you know, you'd slide in a birdie in the last hole. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm back. And then I go back out the next day and do it again. And it, and that was the, that was when the addiction really started to settle in is, is you know, I get off work. I worked at a golf club. Uh, I worked at Cedar Rapids country club and, you know, I get off and I go straight over to Elmcrest and go hit balls till dark. I mean, that's when you're addicted, right? I and mean, that's when you know that, hey, there's something here um, that's probably not exactly normal, but yeah. I loved it, you know? Um, and that's what I did every day. It was a, it was not a rough childhood. I'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah. I had very much the same things growing up. Makokoda mm-hmm. um, was a town of 6,000 people. I actually grew up in the Andrews School District, 350 in that whole town. I'm not sure if it even has that many people anymore. No high school. Wow. Right. I had two older brothers. We grew up in the country and we just played sport and we just followed the seasons. And we had a 12 inch black and white TV. So occasionally we got a Bears game in the fall or Wimbledon in the summertime or the U.S. You know, the Masters, whatever it might be. Um, you know, of course, you know, the Hawkeyes for basketball watching uh, B.J. Armstrong and Ed Horton and my right, favorite, the, 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 those, those, that era. Yep. Um, and we just we just played sports. We yeah. just played sports and it was, it was so enjoyable and so pure, but mm-hmm. it was the addiction to, I mean, what my sophomore year in high school, I was the quarterback. I broke my arm um, <laughs> mid season or my arm shoulder mid season. So I'm sort of in this sling and after and so I'm still going to practice, but I'm in the sling and I just got bored of watching the guys. So I went down to start kicking field goals, never kicked field goals before four or five weeks later, last game of the year, they allow me to sort of go out there and kick field goals and um, did addict. that through just became an addict. Right. And f- the first three were like, what was that? And then you yeah. hit one. You're like, whoa, that was that was nice. Was now I'm in the backyard until dark, as you said, in a sling, just in a sling. Yeah, probably not the sling. You know, it's like I was supposed to wear, it, you know, but um, kicking field goals between two trees my dad had planted that were, you know, roughly what a field goal post would be in the back. Sure. That's what I did. For, That's awesome. Dark, That's awesome. Dark. And, you know, didn't have being a kicker, but, you know, I, I had one punt at Iowa State. But, yeah, I sort of yeah. got into this thing that I'd never done before because yeah. I just I was addicted to shooting a basketball. With yep. me, right? You have to shoot the basketball in the snow. It's wintertime. 100%. You're, home, you're you shooting the basketball in the snow. You're, you're, you got the broom or you got the uh, – the shovel and you're you're wiping it off the, the court and some people at the driveway and you're out there with gloves on shooting. Just a, I I we didn't have phones, right? We didn't have phones, so we didn't have a thousand TV shows and right. this and that to right. It was just be outside. It was either yep. be outside or be inside. That's right. And it was like I would rather be outside. Uh, yeah, you know. Me too. I, I remember when my hands, there was like this threshold you had to get to in the winter with with well, football, but specifically shooting hoops. And once they got to this numbing stage where you could still move them, you're like, oh, this is it. I'm per- this is, I'm good to go. I don't feel it yeah. anymore. I could be out here for like two or three more hours. <laughs> and then we go inside and play ping pong until 
we'd pass out. So that's I mean, right. We'd, we'd that's all I did. On the tape on the basement too. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. You know, I think for me, what's 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 interesting though is for me when I got done playing football, and I feel like the end of my career is pretty stressful. I started bouncing around a little bit at the end, and it, it wasn't it wasn't a good time in my life. I got tired of it. I, you know, I, I barely play any, I, I go out and play around a round of golf every once in a while. I don't keep score. I don't care all that much. I'd like to try to birdie and par every hole, but uh, I am not, I'm just, I don't know if I lost that or I just, or, you know, if we, you and I, you and I go uh, play horse in the driveway, believe me, I'm gonna try to win. hundred yeah, percent. Um, but I, I think I, not if I lost that or I just, it didn't seem as important to me. I was out of the competing business for the first time mm-hmm. in my life. You're still sort of in it. And so, mm-hmm. You know, my competition was like, you know, what am I going to do with this money for the rest of my life sure. that I made when I was playing? And like, how sure. am I going to best strategize of to increase that? And what am I going to do with it? That's, you know, for, for my family, for for me, for the common good, right? Yeah. Where am I donate some, some money? The the, the, yeah. the the competition becomes different. And then what my children, mm-hmm. what am I doing with them to try to like maximize their capabilities right. and their right. possibilities and experiences yeah. and and things so it's a different game and but you're you're still playing so yeah. you're sort of balancing both at, at the yeah. same time i mean there's always a balance i think in any profession right between your your work and what frankly should be your your higher priorities i mean it's just chapters of life you know i mean it's seasons of life and and i don't play as much as i used to um it's not it's just not necessary. And again, I need to be at home more often when you have essentially two teenagers and one right behind them. So, you know, and that's okay. I've come to terms with that, but I've also in the, and I'm in that. You still should go work, you know I mean? And I love that. I mean, this year it's a little bit different. I'm wearing two different hats. Um, one as a competitor and one as a, as a, well, quasi leader, even though we're not quite there yet. Um, so, you know, I've, I've got, I've got to pay attention on two different, you know, two different roles, two different jobs, but I can still do it. It, 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 you said it, it's a balance. And I think, I don't know what your experience is with your peers and maybe in yourself personally, but I feel like the best athletes I'm around in my profession and even some of that, that I've gotten to know, you know, somewhat well and others, one of their, maybe not the best, but one of their highest strengths, uh, one of their distinct assets is compartmentalization. And if you can compartmentalize all those things in your life, you you can find that balance. You can find a, a kind of a, a space where you can um, flourish in all in all um, all avenues. Now, again, you got to have support. You know, do you do you actually write that down? Um, one of my male teammates described it as like a um, the the top of a you know your six burner, your four burner. Cooks mm. cook, you know, you're, you're cooking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So, sure. Um, you only have so many burners, right? You only right. have your family is this big burner. Oh, I like that. These, and some bigger burners are bigger than others, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you know, you got your work, which is another, those are two big ones for you. Right. All right. right. You do have, you know, how much of a friend burner are you going to like friends and going out and doing that? Good point. That is now yeah. taken, right? And so you only have so much space. You, you have right. your charity work that you do. Yeah. Um, you do need Zach Johnson time, right? Sometimes 100%. with, um, you know, everyone needs that sort of individual uh, aspect of their lives, but uh, it is an interesting balance and trying and no, and everyone's is different. No I think that's the key is that everyone no is, is different and everyone does it, you know, their own way. 
And I don't um, think it matters what industry you're in either. I mean, you just got to, you know, you got to figure it out. And I mean, we, we know professional sports and we know that, you know, there's a toll that it takes mentally, physically, and emotionally. So yeah, you're right. I love that. that the burners. Man, yeah, I love it. I wish good. it could be a, like a, a Wi-Fi Traeger grill that you could just kind of let it go, but it's, it's you got to pay <laughs> it's attention. It's not. And everything's, everything's cooking all, at all this, at all, at all right. times, right? Your kids are it's asleep right. now. It's on, it's still on low. Like it's still, it's still cooking, right? So the well things said. are always, always going on. Um, speaking of that um, compartmentalization, do you think playing multiple sports in high school helped you with that trait you have now? Because you did have to balance, of course, academics during the day, different sometimes two practices in the same night like yep. you might play basketball and then go hit golf balls afterwards right, right? so right. you're and then you might have homework so how did you do you think that compartmentalization the multi-sport helped you where you are now just in life in general absolutely no question whatsoever um i mean the simplest uh yes to that question is i didn't get burnt out from one endeavor you know um i, I always had the dream of being a professional athlete i mean how realistic was that? I don't know. I mean, as a kid, it's, it's the percentages. The I'm a, I am pretty practical. I think it, you know, the data suggests it's not very high. So, who is who is your who is your athlete that you wanted to be? Mine was Ryan Sandberg. I was like, oh, he's that's sort a of a Ryder Cups fan. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like I yeah. could look like him when I was older. He wasn't exceptional like athlete. He wasn't Michael Jordan. Right. What was going to be Michael Jordan? Right. But right for right. me, it was Ryan Sandberg. Yeah, in, in other sports, my 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 go to. Well, I was a huge Broncos fan, so Johnny Elway was way up there. Obviously, MJ's MJ, but but. I was a huge BJ Armstrong fan. You know, I went to the Iowa basketball camps, that sort of thing. Um, actually, I was just a really Dr. Tom Davis fan more than anything. Um, yeah. You know, you know, to, I think, you know how to do the the bounce pass, the Dr. Tom bounce uh, pass. Do you know, the, about the bounce that? pass to the to the post. Underutilized. underutilized. Mine, mine might be a roll rather than a bounce, so <laughs> probably not. But um, yeah, that was that was his that and the pass off the backboard, right? Uh, Kind of his, his <laughs> no, it was the pass into AC Earl when when right. when the other team would score for some reason they would leave their center there. Yeah, they pass into AC Earl who would then pass it to the point guard and then be the trailer in in right. the you know in the offense. That I, I remember that for for years. Unbelievable! Oh, yeah. Like pass into your center and then he's got to run the length of the court. That was the, right. That was the time it was predictable in some respects, but it was also efficient. So you knew what you're going to get. You're going to get it was going to be 21 and nine in the second right. round NCAA tournament. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, th those guys. You know, I, I, Kurt Warner. Was was a was a was a as a as a young kid was was huge to me just because I mean you know we went to the same high school, yeah. I mean he's uh, was he sort of like your idol when you were growing up a little well, bit like he... five doors down was his point guard and his starting receiver named Tom mm. Petchy, and Tom became a good friend um, just because he, he and he was the same age as Kurt and uh, they were like best you know essentially best friends growing up so. I, I loved hanging out with him and, you know, playing pickup ball, whatever it may be. Uh, he was a great athlete. And so th those two in particular, you know, I mean, you go into the Regis high school circles back then. I mean, Kurt Warner was known more as a basketball player than, I mean, he was a great quarterback, yeah. you know, high school quarterback. And he said, he said the same thing. He was an all state at six, three, six, four, like power forward, you know, um, now that'd be a point guard. Right. But, um, yeah, so the, the, you know, the, Kurt was way up there uh, as a as a local Iowan, that kind of thing. Uh, 
you know, making it to play division one, uh, division one sport. Um, yeah. It was huge. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm just an Iowan through and through. I love, I love just following Iowans. It doesn't matter where you went, you know, whether you're in the state or left the state, I just, it's still the way my mind operates. I'm going to follow that individual, uh, you know, as best I can. So, yeah, but B, BJ Armstrong was way up there, you know, and I, I had, um, every sport had a different individual, you know, like I was a Stefan Edberg tennis fan. Don't ask of me. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Swedish guy, but I love the way he served and volleyed, you know, I mean that strange things like that. Right. So. Edberg had the, uh, by the way, I, 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 do you play pickleball? Addict. Oh, oh yeah. See, there you go. Another, another ad. Um, yep. We'll have to play pickleball sometime. Uh, that has Addict. become a great, it great hurts sport. so bad on my hips because I yeah. can't, I can't, pardon my, I can't half-ass it. So <laughs> I, I go way too hard and it hurt. Like I need an ice plunge when I get done. After pickleball. Yeah, it's become a great sport, obviously, sweeping across uh, America. Um, do you think basketball, you said you sort of grew up watching Kurt Warner play yeah. basketball. He was a really good high school basketball player. I was a good high school basketball player. I was all state, second team all state two times. Mm -hmm. I see with a lot of quarterbacks, in particular receivers, basketball, basketball. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't draft a quarterback unless he was a good high school basketball player. Just yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Do you think even in the world of golf, mm -hmm. Do you think from what you see out there, your fellow competitors, um, that many of them actually did play high school basketball as well in high school or, um, yeah. or, or was there, or is, was baseball a sport that, uh, that, that a whole bunch of, you know, players played? You know, what, what, what was the sport you think that what you've seen or they were really good when they were in high school? It, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, uh, being in some of the circles I've been in on tour, a lot of these guys are really good at basketball. Some, some, I mean, some of these guys now are, are freaks as far as, you know, like Gary Woodland. I mean, he's, he hits it hard. Obviously he played college basketball for one or two years and then transferred to KU and finished out playing golf. So, I mean, that's, that's not normal, right? When you're playing whatever, whatever little schools in Topeka, Kansas, I forget the name of the school he played. He's, you know, he was a basketball player there. Um, before he played uh, college, college golf, so he's you know he's he's probably the the, the anomaly. But there, it feels I feel like everybody that especially if you're from somewhere in the Midwest and you're a golf, you can shoot. It's just you can shoot. You can shoot. I mean that's you know it, it, it's it's like riding a bike almost where you, it, these kids can shoot. Um, recently, last week, Columbus, Ohio, there was about five or six, six or seven kids that went to. Uh, I don't know the Buckeye Stadium, doesn't matter, but their arena. And they went and, and did like a, uh, you know, like a three-point contest. Yeah. And um, it was impressive. Uh, the kid the kid that lost in the playoff, who's become a good friend of mine, Denny McCarthy, he's a Virginia Cavalier, Wahoo. Um, he filled it up. Like, you know, you, was there 30 points you can score in a, in a true – NBA three-point contest, and he scored like 22, 23, 9, whatever it may be. I mean, it was yeah. ridiculous. He missed like four or five shots and 25 shots. And, you know, again, that's pretty freaky, but it just seems like that. You know, Dustin Johnson, he's 6'4", 200 pounds and can jump. I mean, his brother played college basketball. They're essentially the same person. So there's, there's some truth in that. Now, there's also the other side of that, right, where you've got kids – especially the younger ones that are coming up through the ranks 
through these academies and these teaching templates where, you know, they get up in the morning, they go putt chip, they go to school for three or four hours, they come back and play golf all day. And I know that happens in other sports too. It's not how I would design it. What happens now? Each their own. I see being a factor. What's that? It happens now. Like it's yeah. Um, when we when we were growing up, especially if you were from a midwestern town, um, the best athletes played two, three, even four sports. 100%. My senior year, I went out for five sports. I, I did track and tennis in the spring because I was going to go play football. So I was like, oh, I, I need to learn how to run faster. Right. So I went out for track right. too. That's just simply not possible. Right. It's hard to play two. Uh, and at nine, 10 years old, whether it's basketball or dance or yeah. whatever, it seems like kids get put into maybe 12. This is what you're going to pretty much do, yeah. this one. Yeah. And um, do you think that the players are, are better skilled because of that, I, I've heard like basketball coaches say, or even a volleyball coach say, players today are better skilled mm. than the players 20 years ago. But their competitive sort of spirit is different. Yeah. Because they've only competed one thing. And yes. they haven't had this, like, there's different ways to win a tennis match. You can be down 04, sure. 05 in the third set and come back and, and win. You always could come back and win. That's and, right. And, That's and, right. And, and, in, in uh, basketball, the time runs out, you right. know, so there's just different ways to to win. Yeah. And that's they, they see that difference as right. maybe a negative to that sort of singular sport. Talking about that, people your age that are yeah. playing other sports. And now you see some of these young guys who have just been, you know, designed basically yeah. uh, with a with a program to be pro golfers. Yeah, I, I, I think. Well, I, you can look at it a number of different ways. I mean, I, the, the transition from amateur sports to professional sports just seems to be a little bit it's, it's not it's not a staircase anymore it's a couple steps in some respects and some of the freaks you're, you know it's it's even less than that um, they're probably few and far between but there's there's freaks and you know there's only so many JTs and Justin Thomases and, and those kind of kids but these guys before they get on tour they're already playing they're already they're already approaching their work as a professional athlete meaning they've got a team. They've got um, the ability to uh, seek out the access to knowledge, the access to technology, the access to getting better quicker is there. And does that mean that they're better athletes innately? Not necessarily, because, I mean, you know, we could sit here and talk about the freaks of any sport, you know, in different eras, and they're they're still freaks. It doesn't matter when they were, you know, living. So, you know, I, th- I still think that Jack Nicholas would have adapted to today's game and been a freak. Um, th- there's no question in my mind. So now, and Jack played multiple sports. Um, I, I, I think the ones that, from a longevity standpoint, from a consistency standpoint, that really uh, shine are the ones that have great dexterity, great uh, hand-eye coordination, great coordination, just in general. Those are the guys and gals that play multiple sports. I just, there's something to be said about being able to put something into a hoop or catching mm-hmm. something and, and retrieving it and throwing it sidearm versus, you know, whatever it may be. And then also the same thing about being in an awkward lie out of the rough, you know, with a ball that might jump and trying to land it here and let it trickle out to there. I mean, there, there's, there's something to be said about those, Sometimes those are subtleties and sometimes those are absolutely substantial 
elements. And the more you're in those awkward, difficult, uncomfortable situations, regardless of the sport, I think it helps in the other sports. Um, I mean, you see that in coaching now. Guys, certain coaches, you know, whether it's an offensive line coach or maybe a quarterback's coach, they want kids that can play, have done multiple things and been on multiple teams, meaning surrounded themselves around other people, led other people or been led by other people. So I I think all that holds true. And I think, um, you know, again, there's more than one way to do it. I just think the ones that are so one track minded at age 12, Mm -hmm. I think the odds are against you more. So I'm not saying you you can't, but it's going to be much more difficult. Do you think there's an element of just exposure in general? Not just, so then it's like a metaphor in life. So it's not just sports, but it's just exposure in general enhances like the whole person, which then when you have that lie in the rough, you have instincts based off of that sort of exposure experience that the kid who has been raised on a driving range on a flat right. surface. Now they can, they are absolutely incredible, but in this shot, yeah. you're going to need some feel and instinct that somehow you got in, in baseball or something, right. And the wind and there's a feel there that cannot be really quantified, but in your opinion, what, what is the difference between the, the best players and maybe guys who make on tour, but just don't have that instinct. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. I think it's kind of two two E words, right? The exposure to those situations and then having to execute in those situations. I think that's huge. The guys and the gals that become household names and you're discussing are in those situations. They've been exposed to everything, whether they put themselves in practice in that or they've experienced it in life in other areas. They've they've got that exposure. Now they have to execute. And it's extremely uncomfortable. But those that are really good at it make those uncomfortable situations almost the opposite. It's like they flip a switch and they're able to dig deep and almost make that uncomfortable situation. It's like it's it's as if they have freedom in those situations to know exactly what to do and how to do it. Um, do you think do you think in golf, you know, you, you have you have, you get to choose when you get to hit. Mm. Right. You can mm. sort of think about it overthink about it right in basketball the ball comes you gotta shoot it like it's it's there's no waiting or it's not gonna mm, i'm gonna wait here for a second until i feel better about the wind right and and that ability to just i'm gonna go do this and yeah. and sort of have that confidence is is it's that's a different element that's in another sport where yeah. where golf maybe those kids who have as much time as they want to think about that shot, and yeah. they don't have the ability to be like I'm just gonna go hit it because in the basketball yeah. you just got to go for it. Yeah, like that might be something that adds to the golf game. Yeah, I I think that's exactly right. I mean, I've got a couple things you know that I work with my my team with specifically my sports psychologist Dr. Mo, and I would say one of the consistencies and way we approach each week, um, especially if I'm not feeling overly great about work my positions are, or, or, you know, the overall contact is just to stay athletic and be athletic in golf. I mean, you can analyze it a number of different ways. You, you collect all your data. You're trying to figure out what shot to hit based on the situation. You're, you're, you know, you're eliminating, you're playing the whole backwards. You're trying to eliminate where not to go. So it's, you know, it's this kind of conservative approach and you know what, there's a time where you got to throw all that out and just be an athlete. Right. And I, I think, you know, some of the best, I mean, I look at Brooks Kepka as a late, oh my gosh, he's a great athlete. Number one, played high level baseball. Um, 
and he just gets up there and hits it. Like it's, we're all in the same conditions he's in. It just looks like he's extremely comfortable in a very, very uncomfortable situation yeah. uh, as of late. You know, I mean, I know there's been times where it's not like that for him as anybody, but man, those are the ones that I just think, you know, they're able to rise to the top and bring out their best in difficult times. You know, uh, uh, not to talk baseball and movies here, but a, a quote that my caddy keeps throwing at me, which is really good. You know, when I'm kind of indecisive or I'm overanalyzing and it's a bull Durham quote, it's, don't think, meet, just throw, right? I mean, yeah. there's something to be said about just getting, you know, going to the free throw line and just not even thinking about it and just throwing it up. That's what you did. Yeah. That's, it's still, you know, the same amount of feet. It's still the same amount of feet distance and height. Just don't think, meet, just throw it. You're you're still on the rubber. You're still throwing it to the same catcher. I'm still, you know, gripping it with the same grip with, with a stationary ball. I mean, there's something to be said about just being an athlete and hitting a shot. I think it's the ability to sort of find the zone. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I was sort of like the best basketball player in my class in mm. elementary school, mm. probably the best player in middle school, best player in high school in my mm. class. Mm -hmm. And during all those years, when you play in pickup games or whatever it is, the, it's going to come down to you generally and sometimes you catch fire and mm -hmm. you get in the zone. And mm -hmm. when you're in the zone, when Michael Jordan played basketball, he wasn't thinking at all, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was, but he was such in the zone of the world. Nobody else was even there. There was no mm -hmm. stadium there. There was no mm -hmm. crowd there. Mm -hmm. There was no, I feel like he was just relieved of all of that sort of stress and anxiety. Golf's a different game. Again, you have all that time. But if maybe you've played basketball before, you've been in the zone before, mm -hmm. you just get in that zone and you just go for just it. And go. you you, re, you release all the the what ifs or the questions or mm, that, that bad thing could happen. You release Correct. it all. And you and that's probably when you are, man, I played great today. Yeah. And I, it's it's when you've released all that like anxiety and and sort of over overthought. Yeah, that's freedom, right? I mean, just just going out there knowing that the outcome is almost irrelevant, right? You're just and it's 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 that fine line between going through the motions and not really paying attention and then actually just being two or three steps ahead. I I read a quote and I can't remember the athlete that said it, but it you know, the discussion always comes up, man, who's the best athlete? Who who's the best player you've ever played with? Whatever it may be, right? And this individual, I don't know, I think it might have been Scotty Pippen. It doesn't matter who it was, said, you know, the best athletes, the best athletes that he's witnessed are the ones that um how did he say it? He put it, uh, the best athletes are the ones that they're, 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 they're ahead of the game. Um, oh crap. Now I lost my train of thought, Sage. I'm having a moment. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it was, it's a good quote. Dad gum it. Um, best athletes. Oh yeah, I got it. It's when, when everything is extremely slow, mm. but you're playing very fast. Does that make sense? Or yeah. In golf, that may not be, but there, there's a truth in that. We're, it's like clarity. There's a clarity and a pure and a, conscious clarity, right? And exactly. you're present. You're 100 percent right. present. You yeah. have left the thoughts about like who. Hopefully, I make this flight after this round so I catch my daughter's volleyball game. You know, right? You you're you release everything. You're present. Yes, I, I feel like your feet is. are where you are, and that's the only thing that matters. That's the only thing you're you're focused on. I mean. Yeah, there, there's something to be said about that. I mean, I, I think my best zone golf, you know, periods, I don't even, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still going through my, my routines. I'm still, 
practicing my techniques, you know, off course. I'm still doing yeah. all that. But when I get on there, it's just like, oh, yeah, this I'm comfortable. This is my domain. I mean, that right where I'm at right now is the only thing that matters. The next shot, I'm I'm conscious of it, but I'm not paying attention to it. Have you it's ever watched right the, the the dart throwers and like I don't know if, if it's England or whatever, but occasionally I feel like a you know sports center top ten or something, there's a dart throwing yeah. competition. Those guys, I feel like I've never seen women do it, but just those guys are they are so relaxed. They just step up there and just go boom, boom, boom. And they have like released themselves no from any anxiety. And they're just looking at their number or whatever. And they're just boom. They're not, there's yeah. just no, it's, it's, it's like, they're just free. It, it, what you okay. said, it's, it, it is freedom. Um, it is. And that yeah. is sort of when you, and it, it, it's being present in the spot and, and all that matters is find a way to win or find a way to hit that shot or find a way to, find a way to this putt's going to go in it right. just is right it just and, is. and again I, I i don't know about you but like you know 15 foot slider third down and long whatever it may be you know you're, you're so into right where you are that everything else will take care of itself if i just worry about right now i don't really yeah. know how it's going to get in the hole but it's 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 going to get in there you know and obviously there's a lot of preparation that goes into that before you get there i mean whether it's visualization or you know i mean shoot i even talk to myself uh you know the night the night before even the morning you're not the first golfer you're not the first golfer to talk to himself just saying that there's a lot of a lot of demons in there sometimes but anyway you know i there's something to be said about mentally preparing yourself for those moments of you know hey this is how i'm going to do it this is what's going to happen this is how i see it and then when you get there it's almost like you've been there before let's finish up here i don't want to take up too much of your time i love it family time um you're from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, you've played what, when, what is your favorite golf course in Iowa? But the second question is mm-hmm. favorite golf course anywhere. You get one round to play. Give me your favorite golf course. Give me your favorite just golf hole, which doesn't have to be at that golf course. Okay. Could be anywhere. Yeah. You know, one hole to play. And then, uh, and, and, and then the last question is uh, when you say when you're playing that your favorite golf course, you're in a foursome. Who are the other three people? Yeah. yeah. But they can't be. Uh, uh, pro golfers and they can't be family members. So we're talking like who would be the three other people randomly in the world that would interest you to spend, you know, five hours or four hours at, uh, at your favorite course. Okay. Uh, okay. (laughs) There's a a lot of questions there. Um, (laughs) favorite, favorite, I would favorite, I would golf course. Yeah. Well, again, I'm partial to, you know, where it all started. You know, and I, I mean, I guess the first two questions could be answered by the same golf course, but I'm not going to get that cliche. I mean, I love Elmcrest Country Club. That's where that's where I started. That's where everything was hatched. Right. And that's actually where most of, if not all of my support as a young pro came from. So I would, you know, Elmcrest is <laughs> it is it's a part of Zach Johnson golf. Um, going to college in Des Moines. Spoiled. I would say, I mean, for a, you know, a good Midwest town like that, they're pretty loaded. I mean, we're very fortunate. Wakanda club, uh, which is where the champions tour played this past week, um, was way up there for me. I just felt like it was a majestic, uh, you know, Midwest hilly golf course. So I, I loved, I love competing on that one too. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that's, that's where you learned how to hit uphill and downhill and off the side. And lines. blind shots, right. Yeah. And, and fast concrete, like greens, it seemed like. So, uh, I, I just felt like it tested as a young as a young amateur. Yeah, I felt like it tested everything I needed in my game, and I love all those. I mean, Glen Oaks is fantastic. 
Des Moines golf's amazing. Um, I've heard the Harvester is the best. I, I have, it's, I think I played it maybe the first year or two it opened. I think it's been changed since then. So I'd love to get my feet on that place again. I heard it's magnificent and it's receiving, uh, accolades in that regard. So, um, competition wise, uh, I, I love true links golf. Um, you know, whether it's Scottish or Irish or whatever, British in general, you know, it's one of those things that we just don't have it here. You know, I think that's probably why my uh, affinity to it's so high is just we don't, you just don't see it. We've tried to have it. We tried to manipulate it, but you just, you can't. Um, and, you know, most of the ones over there are really, really old. Would Whistling Straits, would Whistling Straits be your, like the, do you like Whistling Straits? No. I don't dislike Whistling Straits. It, it, if you're looking at aerials, if you're looking at it just as a, you know, through a big, Beauty. big lens, it's, it kind of looks like that, you know, I mean, you got what, what looks like an ocean there, right? You got Lake Michigan there, and then you've got some cases, uh, sheep roaming the territory. So <laughs> I, I, I can get that, but it, that's a, that's an aerial, that's a, that's a shot, uh, A to B you're hitting it and it's stopping yeah. and then you're hitting it again. You're not, you're not using the ground. Uh, you're not, it, it, it's, it's you're good. hitting islands. You're hitting different. a bunch of you're hitting islands all day. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh exactly that's that's exactly. But it's not it's it's not bad. It's just different. Um, the best I've witnessed over here uh, would probably be Shinnecock, which is on Northern Island, Northern Island, uh, Long Island, um, way out there by the Hamptons. It, it's 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 brutal, but it's fair. It just looks like there's a piece of land and then you just dropped a golf course on it which I love. It's kind of a natural, naturalist kind of look of golf. Um, I think it's terrific. Uh, as far as in the United States goes, I do like Augusta. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but that one's way up there for me. The ones across the pond are just so special, whether it's Muirfield or Troon or um, where we play in Northern Ireland. Man, that place was unbelievable. Shane Lowry won there. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're all good. It, it, everybody's like, well, what's your favorite one over there? Well, that's like saying, what's your favorite pizza parlor in New York City? They're all good. I mean, it's just a matter of which one you like the best, right? They're fantastic. And they're different. And they're they're just special. So that that those those type of golf courses stick out. Who am I going to play with? Gosh, darn it. Three, yeah, three people. Yeah, so they're not they're – not- tour players or anything or, or former tour players and they can't be family members oh i play with my dad of course you your dad. yes right so, um sure any yeah sure if you want to go back uh you know hundreds of years yeah. yeah um man i've been fortunate i played with a lot of the like the icons in my eyes that i've you know always dreamt of playing with i've got i've been able to play with but um Man, who am I going to pick? That's hard, Sage. I mean, that really is difficult uh, because I—I I mean, if I have my last round, I'm going to pick those that I care most about, right? So yeah, uh, and I know you're not asking that. I get that. Um, let me think of some individuals that I admire. You know who I've gotten to met who I've not never played with, and she's a member at Augusta National. Um, I, I say, I mean, I met her on two or three occasions, but I find her fascinating, and that's uh, Condoleezza Rice. Mm -hmm. Her up in rural Alabama, mm -hmm. Stanford professor. Obviously, I'm not a po I don't particularly care for politics at all. But she, she just like walks in a room and has a presence, and she's so kind and so humble that sorry, that's very attractive to me. 
And yeah. I just feel like, man, I, I could hang out with you a little bit and just learn a lot. You know, I, I would pick mm-hmm. those that I can learn from. Um, I, I just think she's extremely, uh, well, profound. So I'd throw her in there. Um, uh, I, well, if I'm going to go back to it, I mean, my priorities in life, I'd probably pick Paul. Paul wrote, what, 16 epistles in, in the Bible, uh, in the New Testament. And I think he's amazing. I mean, that, that, that's where I get a lot of my perspective on things. Um, so I'd probably pick him. Uh, that's two. I gotta pick another one. That's, that's a pretty good group so far. I'm really intrigued by this third one. It's going to really round this it off. It's going to be difficult. All right. I'm going to change it up. Yeah. I'm going to change it up substantially. I'm going to pick Will Ferrell. I don't All think right. I need to explain that one. I think that was actually the perfect pick because you need something, you know, the other two fairly serious people. That's right. Fairly serious over there. And yeah. then now maybe one of the least. That's right. The Will Ferrell or Jack, like Jack Black would be the Jack good Black fourth. Would be great. I think it'd be yeah. a good fourth. Is Amazing. Well. I, yeah. you know, I, I liked, because uh, he loved golf and I never, I, I never got to, I got to rub shoulders with him once was Jack Lemon, the actor. I've heard stories about that guy. I, I, I he'd be, he'd be, uh, he'd be my alternate, my, my alternate in case somebody had to withdraw. Well, I don't know if we could get Paul to make it, but Condoleezza <laughs> and Will Ferrell, Elmer's, what's it called? Elmwood? What's it? What's Elmcrest? Elmcrest. Elmcrest Elm Elm yeah. Country Club, Cedar Rapids. Clear your schedules. Just need a day. Zach's looking for a round. Maybe he's looking right. for a different fourth. You know, he can add in to really round the fourth and maybe you can we could read some of paul's uh uh teachings beforehand and then to go out and play the round so he's still I, sort of there i think that would be that would be a day that is a completely impossible but amazing <laughs> i don't know anything's possible well we'll, we'll see where the twitter sphere will, will, will take this one so right. um well well good luck uh in the next couple of weeks and as the summer progresses of course getting over to near where I grew up over in the quad cities for the John Deere classic. Yeah. Now far off, I think you're playing with Caitlin Clark, maybe in a program I I see that somewhere. That's you pretty did. cool. That's pretty yeah, cool. She's, cool. She's, she's so fun to watch. Uh, oh my you know, gosh. Le- legendary Iowan uh, uh, for sure. So, um, well, Do you I, think, I appreciate uh, You think she knows I was like second team all intramural? I, I think what you need to do is you need to talk to somebody and you know, like when Steph Curry plays golf and these things like yeah. somebody brings a hoop and the, they, yeah. you get a couple. Yeah. I, I think you d- don't tell her, but I think like yeah. a, you know, number eight or something, you pull up and That's boom, right. you got some shots and you play a, play a quick game of pig or something. I, I think, think I think I could hold my own if she shot left-handed and you know, I could shoot inside the paint. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> golfers are good shooters that was yeah. like a thing my, my basketball coach used to get guys to try to play golf because he thought it would help their basketball shooting yeah he thought there was yeah. something about about golf I, so. I was shooting hoops just last weekend with some friends here and it was raining so we went into a gym and started shooting i hadn't shot in a while and we shot for like an hour and a half two hours you know we're playing uh knockout and around the world and horse and all these things the next day my arm hurts so bad right there i'm like oh my gosh I am so old. So I haven't done that. It'd have to be pig and not horse is my point. Yeah. It might just be pie. Um, All right. Well, that, that, that's it. Uh, That's it for today's show. I really appreciate uh, you coming on, uh, talking to a lot of Iowans out there. Uh, Enjoyed our show. Good luck. uh, Good luck. You know, in the next couple of weeks and as the summer progresses and 
you know, um, and it was all the, you know, you got some big things going on. You got Ryder Cup action. Is that right? That's right. Um, that's right. It's coming that, up. That, 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 that's going to be a huge event. So I'll yeah. look forward to seeing you on my, on my giant flat screen and there not my 12 inch black and white. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Sage. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you reaching out. All right. Thanks for coming on. Iowa everywhere.